Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Dude, tonight, NBA Finals. We'll have full coverage beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. We got the hammocks out there yeah, on the pier here in New York City waiting for you. So I, I got in one Monday? You did? No, wait, last Tried week out? after the show. They are extremely low to the ground. And clearly <laughs> social distancing is over because they're so like on top you? of each other. I was like on the ground. I was like, how is this supposed to sway? Like, I, I'm <laughs> So is it just low. for people to go out there and sit or is it yes. special? Bacon no, in the sun. Why go not? out and enjoy yeah. the hammock. Hammocks. New York, You're welcome. Man. It's always something out there. It was pools out there two weeks ago. Yeah, I saw the pools. Like, I'm not seriously. Yeah. The, is the I basketball love a court still out there? No, 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 that's no. They had yeah. a tournament or something going on, I think, or some sort of. I have no event. idea what it that was. It was an event. About. The basketball stuff. Now we got the, they're setting event. up for the ESPYs on the roof. The trucks and everything going on, so that'll be great this weekend. Mm-hmm. The voice you hear is Jay Will, who's joining us right Wake now. Wake up, Jay! In Phoenix, getting ready for I've Game Two key. NBA Countdown. Key, I got it. I know the actor that can play you. Please, Michael Blackson. That's your character. It's perfect. All right, Kevin Hart. <laughs> hey, you knew I'll take Kevin Hart's bank account. I'm in. <laughs> I'm Facts. in. You knew it I was heard Fatherhood's really good. I haven't watched it. I watched it. It was good? It's, it's surprisingly, like, it's, uh, Kevin Hart's still funny, uh-huh. but it's very emotional. Fatherhood is emotional. Like, it's one I of those, imagine. like. Yeah. He loses his wife, right? That's yeah. sad. Well, thanks. Sad. Oh, there you go. All right, sad. everybody. Sorry. It's we been... just ruined the movie for you. <laughs> I, like, I didn't Twi- know that. Jeez. Okay. I think it's, it's been on my household twice already. Really? Me, I'm just. <laughs> hey, let's watch this movie together. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I watched Key. it. I watched it like on Father's Day, and like I said, I just like you watched it on Father's Day. Yeah, that's why that's it really, an emotional ride. Really hit. Yeah, hit hard. Yeah. So there's Aww. that. Right. So where do we go from here? How about <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, emotions no, right now. About, somebody take about, over. Talking about the movies and, and yeah. What well, talking about. I'm telling you, it's Lance Gross. You won't give this to me. But no, it's Lance I would. Gross. I would obviously have this. controlling rights. Um, which isn't a surprise. And so when I'm casting, I would cast someone that's young New. and growing. I would cast my son in my middle age. Yeah, and, then I, would, and then I would go at Morris Chestnut. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Then I would go Morris Stady Chestnut. Clover. Not Morgan Freeman. I would go Morris Chestnut <laughs> as I get older. That's what I would do. So actually, yeah, okay. All right. if you were, if again, Jay. movies based and then on. Again, <laughs> And then again, how long is this damn movie? By the way, if you're gonna have like no, all I these said then again, I would go Kevin Hart for Jay. Fast and Furious type length. There's gonna be nine. It'd be nine of them. Parts. Nine, nine movies. Just give me the damn ball. Nine. And look, and since you want to keep on trying to needle me while you in uh, Phoenix waiting for Game <laughs> Two tonight, while you keep playing games, I'm gonna have Kevin Hart. Michael K. Williams. From I'm gonna the have fire. Kevin Hart stand at the free throw line against <laughs> oh, Indiana and hey, keep Kevin shooting. Hart. Kevin Hart gives buckets, so. <laughs> Kevin Hart might give You better leave me feet. alone. You know I Kevin go to the Hart white feet. meat on you. You better leave me alone, Jay. <laughs> we really I'll, I, you better leave me alone. <laughs> Why are you getting angry, Because I don't. You better stop. No, we're not arguing. We're just having a conversation. There you go. You're the, learning. You're learning something being away from us for six weeks. I get it. Now, uh, now, now Jay, Key, you guys, working. when you talk to the media, were you always about, like, the cliche salad? Did you, like, I don't feel like saying anything, so I'm just giving them a whole bunch of cliches and because I don't want to say anything that'll be a bulletin board material or be a headline, so I'm just going straight cliche salad. You mean are you like asking Keyshawn you, that question, you, you, or you asking you, both of you? Are you asking Jay? You mean after that Sweet Sixteen game when they were like, uh, "So Jay, tell us about the." Uh, oh, I had I had a whole the, uh, book of uh, Duke cliches. Oh, I was hey, we're just gonna get back in the gym and stay focused on uh, working harder together. So, what were you mm. thinking at the foul line when you missed that free throw, Mr. Williams? You know, I just got to get back. The only way the only way is up right now, Keyshawn. The only way is up, like Giannis. 
The only way See, is- I'd be trying to get, like, when you were heading to the Final Four, I'd be trying to get, like, the headline of saying, like, Jay, you guys are the favorite to win this thing. Now that you're in the Final Four, you feel pretty confident you'll come away with the trophy? We're just going to take one day at a time, Alan, and uh, just, you know, play, play hard. We're going to play hard and play fair. Yeah. All right, and then this you- would be me. Don't give me a cliche here. <laughs> yeah. Give me a We all know you're going to play hard. Both teams right. played hard. We get that. But you guys are the favorite, don't you? I mean, think I'm you damned should? if I do. I'm damned if I don't, Alan. Like, if I give you a cliche, you hate on it. If I actually tell you what I say, what I mean, yeah. or how I feel, then I get hated on anyway. That's See, every situation is different. When we're in college, like Jay is saying at Duke, when I was at USC, Tim Tesselon, longtime uh, PR director at USC, it's it just you are programmed in college a certain way yes. to do certain things. When you get to the pros. It's a little bit different. You're freer. You're a little more. Because in college, you basically repeat with you're your coach older. Says, yes, right? You're yes. older. Well, we respect their program. It's going to be a very good game. We know both teams are going to be ready to play. Voice? That's my coach. That's my college oh, okay. football coach. Oh, and, okay. and, and so, <laughs> so it, it, what school is that? Right. Uh, well, who is that? Whatever. Southwest Eastern Missouri State. <laughs> I don't know if this happened to you or not, Jay, when you was with uh, Chicago. That did they assign? Did you have like your own? PR person that they assign to you that that kind of just would guide you through everything or did yes. you deal see so when I was with the Jets All right, Jay come over here we've got a, the, the ESPN's waiting for you over here let's come over yeah, here yeah so when I was with thing? the Jets yeah a young pup who was probably he probably was fourth on the depth chart in the PR department it was Frank Ramos who was running yep. the whole deal mm-hmm. and then it was like uh, somebody else somebody else some so by the time I got the Bears Nigerian. Remember this name, and it'll be important to you because I'm going to tell you about it during the break. Bears was just a basic, just four-fifth on the depth chart. They assigned him to me to, oh for everything. No matter what it was, he, if you needed to talk to Keyshawn, you had to go through Bears. 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 And Parcells and them did that just on purpose. So I was already ready. No matter what the situation was, I was ready to go. Because that's the way they positioned it. Guess where he's at now? And right. guess where he's been since 2000? Running somebody's Keyshawn Enterprises. No. Inc. No. Keyshawn Enterprises. Bill Belichick's right-hand man Told you with the New England Patriots. Right. If, you want to talk to, if you want to talk to Bill, you got to start yeah. right there. It's a tremendous experience. So it's like. Are you, you saying that you prepared you know, him for Bill? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Wait. I knew it. Really? I knew From it. Just get me the damn ball, too. I knew There's it. There's the punchline. No, but, but, no, but my whole point is when you, when you have somebody that's right there with you, you know what to say to people like you that try to start trouble. Well, again, and if you flip it, I would have you prepared for everything because I'd know exactly what people are going to ask you. Yeah. You'd be ready for questions because I'd know what they're yeah, going to ask Yeah, that's what Bears was. Yeah. Uh, every and now and then, to have. every now and then, I might have went off the rails a little bit. I was but just not about to say, what if that you wanted to go happened. there? Because when you was doing your thing, Twitter wasn't what it was. Like, if you wanted to get something, never mind. I'm gonna be too many secrets on the show. Never mind. Too many. But, to get but how about when we yeah. when we talk about cliche salads? Let's let's rate this one one to ten. Cliche salad from Chris Paul. Listen to this. With me, it may be the experience, you know, the, the heartbreak, the tough losses, and understanding that it's not over till it's over. You know, it's just one game. You know, we here at home. We're supposed to win at home. Game two is the biggest game of the season right now. So with me, it's just about staying the course and making sure my guys stay locked in. All right, let's see. Not over till it's over. Uh, just one game. Uh, stay the course. Mm-hmm. 
locked in. So I, I mean, I think he checked every box there. What, what, what what was missing? But I didn't feel like aside from you know thanking God. What's missing is we follow our lead from our coach. There you go. He stays. He stays poised. We stay poised. It's a fight. Outlying opinion though. I didn't like. Yes, those were cliches, but I felt like that was all true too. Monica, what did he say? Nothing. He said, Perfect. He said nothing. But that's this team. Man, what like, is he that supposed is this, to say? That's what I'm saying. We knew we was going to come out there and beat them. We, you want to no, go, you wanna go game, Bart Scott? Wait, this is I, not Yes, this is I, not I game love five. Bart Scott. Of course I'd love Bart this Scott. This is not game five. But this is not are, game five and it's over with. This is game one. I know. He said all Wait the right things. Wait a minute. Everybody blows things out of proportion when a team loses their first game. Like that, that that's yeah. the cra- like everybody runs with these crazy assessments of oh this is gonna be a sweep or hey man I, you know Giannis is just isn't it or there's no leader on right. Milwaukee I'm like man it is just one game it's it's one game so for CP3 at that moment I have no problem with what yeah, he just no, said yeah, because game two is the can biggest I, can game I, can this I qualify series? this by man, saying please out there playing they out there playing against a dude with no one knee <laughs> what my point wasn't <laughs> that I'm criticizing what he said I found it to be like that's that's next level. Like, what he got you, all these cliches, and because you don't say anything right now, mm-hmm. he did exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Say nothing. I'm not giving them anything. I'm not going to start talking like we've done anything. I'm not doing that because it's too early. This is not me criticizing Chris Paul. This is me just – I was marveling at this. Like, listen to his okay. answer. Okay. He just gave me a bunch of cliches. He talked – it was 17 seconds of nothing, I tell which you is what. exactly what you want after winning game one I of the I tell podcast. you what, though. Uh-huh. Even though that was a well-done cliche salad, you got to admit that the cliches fit perfectly. Like, I, oh, just listening to them, flowed. if we never think cliche, like, he said exactly what he's supposed to say as a point guard and a leader. But see, in game five, I'm just saying five, I don't know if it'll be six or seven. Right, good. When they win it all, mm-hmm. that conversation is different at the end of the game. Naturally. And, and so, in one game one, two, three, it's like, no, because I'm still in it. It's, it's almost like when Jay went back to the Giannis reference about Kevin Durant and, and, and uh, uh, Giannis saying Kevin Durant was the best player in the world. Yeah. And you don't say that. I'm still playing him. Right. You wait till it's over with, win or lose, to say those sort yeah, of remarks. Then you get flowers. Right. Then you yeah, get the flowers. Then you, right. It's the same thing Chris Paul. If I'm going to gut him, I'm gutting him in game five when it's over. I'm right now, I don't have anything. We're just playing. Hey, man, this, you know, I'm giving you nothing. Exactly. And that I just I marveled at it, which is why I asked you guys, as guys who have played at the high level, have you yeah, done I that? I ain't giving you but, nothing. But see, Alan, here, here's what I, I think we're having the that's a great point about CP3 gives you nothing. But here's the difference between the Suns and the Bucks. The Suns have an orchestrator, somebody who is literally telling different parts of the symphony when to play at what time, and it's making incredible music. And then when I watch the Bucks, I see a team that has talent, has depth. But I don't see that same type of orchestrator. I don't see somebody when a shot clock comes down to six or seven, it says, let me get you into a quick set where we can get a quick shot and we can utilize our players at the right opportunity on the floor. I see a team where it's like, hey, let's back up. Let's say Giannis do a thing or let's let Chris Middleton drive. I don't see that same person that says, calm down. Everything will be just fine. Maybe that's supposed to be Drew Holiday, but Drew Holiday is such a combo guard. It's a different feel. And that's the advantage I think the Suns have in this series. They have somebody that when things are about to go crazy, or even if things are happening too fast, you have somebody that says, slow it down, take a second, take a heartbeat, let me put you in a situation to succeed. I'm glad you said Drew Holiday because I was going to ask you, Jay, who would that be? You said Drew Holiday, and I think that's because Chris Paul is more of a traditional, I guess if there's such a word, of a traditional point guard. Like he's a he is the quarterback of the team, yeah. a, facilita- a facilitator where 
Drew Holiday is more like a wild card, right? He's supposed to be the point guard. He's supposed to be setting everything up, but his style of play doesn't allow him to do that because of Giannis. He's not the alpha of the team. Chris Paul is, but they have a couple of alphas on this team. But right, Jay, like like when you think about – I mean, I, Monica, I thought – didn't you say this also earlier in the week? It's the same kind of thing where, mm-hmm. where the, the Suns have a guy like Chris Paul who's clearly the inspiration. Like he's sort of like the guy they all – the magnet, they all draw to him, kind of follow him. Uh, whatever his momentum is, they they kind of build off of that. Whereas the Bucks, you know, Giannis is their MVP, but he doesn't seem to have that same vibe. Position? Are we? Can we put that on position? No, no. Mm, I, I don't mean, know if I can put every it on team position. has that. Their little bit. Their it's, emotional it's, leader. It's position. It's position because and Jay, you play basketball in the NBA, man. Chime in. I did. Um, <laughs> I think it's position. I did. I think it's position because bigs, and I call Giannis a big, <laughs> they don't really handle the ball bringing it up the court like that unless it's a LeBron James type yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that, when, that, when Giannis does it, he's there's one thing that's yeah, going, going to happen. Yeah, going to the cup. Yeah. I'm yeah. a bully like ball exactly. my way. Single, yeah, exactly. I'm not – LeBron going to pass it around a little bit. He's yeah. going to get it back. Then he's going to decide exactly. to do it. <laughs> I, mm, who should it be? Cause I, can it should it be Giannis despite position J or well, should it be Drew because he is our point guard two guard supposed to run the show who, it's who coach, should it be Bud that's the interesting part when you watch their team that's a, that's a fascinating dynamic because there's multiple times where you watch them all look at the bench and now I'm not saying that excludes them from winning a championship I'm just saying sometimes you know another basketball cliche salad for you Alan here we go is that when you hear coaches say. Well, you know, man, it really helps when I just have that player who's an extension of me on the floor. Mm. Like, that's CP3, Imani Williams, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what you need. Somebody that in the midst of chaos can look DeAndre Ayton or somebody in the eye, and you're not always looking at the bench. And I'm not saying that nobody on the Bucks team can hold themselves accountable. I just don't know who the vocal person is that is the director voice so, for the Milwaukee Bucks is on the court. So let me let – me as- Y'all like to say hot take is, is what they call it. Stop y'all. Um, so does that mean, like, Jay, when you have a star, like a star player, he's an extension of the coach? Like, when you think about it, when you talk about CP3 or LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, they're extensions of the coach because they can demand and do certain things where, to a degree, the Clippers didn't even have that a year ago until they decided that they was going to get Rondo. Is that kind of the same thing? Kind of. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there, there's certain guys that you play basketball with where you're watching and you just say, damn, he just makes things easy for everybody. Like, you know, it, instead of looking over at the bench for a quick play, if there's a, you know, a sideline out of bounds and there's eight seconds left on the, on, the, on the shot clock, you have a guy saying, hey, get into this set. And the coach is like, yeah, get into that set. There, well, there's somebody like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what it's I'm saying. Rondo, like, yeah, you Rondo. think about it, you, you think about it, Jay, it, it seems like to me that points to that, that real superstar type player because. I now, but I got you on Rondo in terms of he was a pure point guard. But Rondo, this point in Rondo's com- career on that Clippers roster, he doesn't have enough cachet to do that anymore Jay I don't know I know we got to no, guess no, let, let, yeah, let's continue this conversation at Keyshawn J. Will Zubman presented by Progressive Insurance all guests join us on the Goodyear hotline joining us right now on the Goodyear hotline is Eric Musselman the Arkansas head coach also a former NBA player and head coach as well Eric, good morning. So it's just, we were just kicking that around, the idea of leadership and, and you know the coach on the floor kind of thing which Chris Paul seems to represent 
uh, not seems to, I think he does, uh, for Monty Williams and the Suns. And we look at the Bucks, and we're like, well, who is that guy for the Bucks? from your coaching eye, when you look at the Bucks, is there somebody you're saying, well, he has to be that type of leader on the floor? You know, your best player, or at least you hope it's your best player. And, uh, you know, certain players have, you know, domineering personalities. And obviously, you're, you know, you're seeing that with Chris Paul. Um, Middleton seems to be more of just a, a, a score type. And, and uh, you know, the Greek freak is, is probably more of a quiet, uh, you know, leader. So I do think that, you know, you, you can see the imprint um, at that point guard position with, with Chris Paul. And it certainly makes it easier from a coach uh, when that particular position as well uh, is a vocal leader and on the same page and, and, and can kind of control the team out on the floor. Eric, you, you played in the NBA, coached in the NBA. What have your impressions been thus far of the playoffs? It seemed like it's a war of attrition to me, but what's your biggest takeaway from watching this playoff culminate? I mean, I think all playoffs, it, it always comes down to, you know, I know the NBA is perceived as, as a player's league and not really a, a coach's league. Um, and it is a player's league, as, as all pro sports are, because you're dealing with the world's greatest players and athletes on that particular stage. But I do think there's a lot more uh, mini adjustments that go on in, in a playoff-type situation. Um, and I actually think that the, the, the coaches at the NBA level are far superior to the coaches at the collegiate level. Um, and a lot of it has to do with when you when you reach uh, games three, four, five, six, and that series continues uh, to evolve. There's more and more uh, adjustments and small tinkering that needs to go on. And and certainly when you're coaching at the pro level, um, the the buy-in that you have to receive in those playoff series uh, become greater and greater because you know it's. As crazy as it may sound, some teams, when you get down in a series, it's it's a little bit easier uh, to see that the season could be, you know, ending. And, and sometimes the fight, uh, you know, can, can wane on a team if they don't have great leadership internally with the players as well as the coaching staff. All right, Coach, I know you said that the NBA coaches are terrific, but you are a terrific coach in your own right. Help us defend this pick and roll if we're the Milwaukee Bucks. How would you uh, slow down Chris Paul and, and Book? Well, I wouldn't let him, uh, you know, pick you apart both, uh, you know, from a scoring standpoint and from finding teammates. But I do think, you, you know, you might have to uh, trap him before the pick is even set. And I think that, you know, when you let a great player, you know, have comfort, you don't take away his airspace, you don't take away his passing angles, um, you know, it becomes a little bit easier from an offensive player. And um, I know that in the past, at least when I had coached at the NBA level, we would look to trap players uh, prior to the screen even being set, meaning you kind of release a little bit early in Milwaukee and their switching situations uh, Paul is able right now to kind of size up Lopez and, and, and either shoot the mid-range shot or be able to break people off the bounce uh, and get into a sweet spot, which is, which is really that mid-range shot. And so you've got to take something away in, instead of allowing him in his comfort zone. I think a lot of, a lot of the switching right now, uh, Phoenix seems to be very, very comfortable uh, playing against the switch. Eric Musselman joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. So 
I'm going to ask you something, and it's for personal reasons. Just understand that because I don't want to bring back a bad memory. Although, again, your run to the Elite Eight is a great memory for your Arkansas program. You did lose to Baylor, who went on to win the championship. Now, I've asked this question earlier in the week, and, and last night in, in hockey, this, the Lightning won the Stanley Cup, and the Islanders, who was my favorite team, ended up uh, losing to the Lightning in seven in a, a hard-fought final game. Am I supposed to, and how would you feel? Do you feel better that the team that knocked you out won the championship, or is it worse because you think that could have been us? Well, I think it's both. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, you sit there in your mind and say, well, what if we would have played somebody other than Baylor? You know, could have we advanced to a, to a Final Four? Because uh, certainly when we played Baylor, I mean, they punched us in the mouth right from the get-go. Um, and we ended up actually playing Baylor closer than anybody else did in the NCAA tournament. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's kind of twofold. It's one, uh, you know, you know that your team played and lost uh, against the nation's best team. But, but on the flip side, like I said, there are, there are thoughts of what if we would have had a different draw uh, and played somebody other than Baylor? Would have we been able to, to make a Final Four or, or maybe even gone a little bit further? Eric, players now can earn off their name, image, and likeness the NIL rules that are going to affect, that are going to change. How have you guys adapted to what this new normal is in college basketball? Well, Jay, Will, I think it's just, you know, we're kind of learning right now. Uh, everything is new with the name, image, and likeness. I know at, at Arkansas we hired an ath- athlete brand uh, development manager, uh, who's a former student athlete to try to educate our guys. They've, uh, they've been doing uh, classes uh, for about an hour and a half every Thursday throughout our 10 week uh, summer program. Um, basically what these guys are doing is, is to some degree, they're kind of starting their own business, um, you know, individually. And, you know, I do think there's some guardrails kind of need to be, you know, installed for everybody. Um, you know, some people have asked, what about the dynamics of, of the locker room for a college coach? You know, I think that, um, you know, at least for, for my background of, of coaching at the NBA level, um, you know, I'm used to players making money and used to, uh, you know, different positions, maybe making more or a, a, a star player or, or mar- more marketable player making more money. So I, it's not really going to affect or, or have us flinch at all um, as far as the dynamics in the locker room. I think maybe for, for some other college coaches, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. I'm used to my whole team making more money than I was when I was coaching in the NBA. So, um, you know, these, these, these guys, you know, earning money, I'm all for, you know, whatever they can, they can earn um, from a financial standpoint. And, you know, I I think really what's happened is the college game, um, not just in basketball, but all of college is kind of, you know, it's going more towards the way the professional is. You you know, you look at now the transfers not having to sit out. It's it's equivalent to maybe what an NBA free agency is like. Um, And so I think you've you've got to adapt with the times. You've got to understand uh, where we're heading. You got to try to a little bit predict what the future might look like. Um, but I think with the name, image, and likeness, we're all kind of learning as we're going through this process because it's so new, not just for, you know, administrators, coaches, but, uh, but also the players. And, and um, you know, we certainly hope that, that our guys can, can, you know, take advantage of that here at Arkansas. And we think that they'll be able to because of uh, us being the flagship 
you know, program in, in our state. And, of course, the future's bright for that program of yours, Eric. Uh, we, we wish you luck, and we thank you, of course, for the time and the insight, as always. All the best. Thanks, Eric. Thanks. Appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Eric Mulsman again, Arkansas, getting to the Elite Eight in the tournament. Key, I got it. Oh. Key, I got Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> it just continues. I got it. He could play, yes. He's so the, the jury the is still out on who would play Key <laughs> in a movie. Also, on two NFL quarterbacks. One plays in New York. The other one was in New York last year. Will either one be the guy for their team? We'll answer that after Monica has this from Indeed. The reasons to find your next hire with Indeed are starting to add up. Just look at the numbers. Instant Match searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates whose resumes fit your job description. They have 135 skilled tests that go beyond the resume to help you find the right candidate faster. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. So if you want to multiply your employees and subtract the hassles of finding them, visit Indeed.com slash credit. No one's going to catch Barkley. He raises his hand and celebrates. Touchdown, Giants. At the end of the day, um, I'm going to come back and be the best I can for my team, um, not just for a uh, short span, but for a very long time. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We continue with the On the Road to Training Camp. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. How many days now, Alan? It is 13, 13 oh, days wow. until wow. Cowboys, you know, now, now wow. Steelers get yeah. ready for the Hall of Fame game. And then the Bucks. I believe it's 16 days to the Bucks, yeah, And then now, it's like 21? Now I'm honed in. Else. I can count the days down. We was three we months ready. ago. It was too far. Now we're getting close. We're getting close. Right I can morning. feel it. Yeah. I can smell I can smell well, the grass. I don't know. Oh, the grass. Okay. Yeah, I can smell it. There's a smell <laughs> about <laughs> training camp, man. I'm <laughs> good. I'm like, no, the grass. The, the, Wait, the, the, the players come else. out after practice. Like, you want grass. to talk to me? I'm like, man, take a shower. I'll talk to you after. Yeah, some dudes, ooh, man. I don't know about the basketball locker rooms, but the football locker rooms? Basketball's not as bad. 
The, hockey is the worst locker hockey, room to ever walk oh into. Oh my god, the funkiest locker room. I've ever. never been in a hockey locker room. Describe Jack it to me. Gear? Me either. It can't. I can't. Oof. I can't describe it to you. There's no way to describe it. Jay. It's just you'd have to experience it. So um Jay, you'll come with me to a Ranger Islander game. I'll bring you into the locker room. So Jay, yeah, Forrest Whitaker, he could play me in a movie for sure. Very talented individual. I think he won yes. an Oscar. Um you know, I know him and I know his wife, Keisha, and his whole family pretty well. So, Tremendous yeah, he can play actor. me. But, you know, uh, I thought Kevin Hart for a minute there, but I couldn't think of the guy. And I asked Alan at, at some point, Tony Cox, I just want you to Google him. Why Penitentiary 2 and just Google him. He this. can play you. Go ahead. Huh? You two. <laughs> bringing me in on this. So, while, while Jay Googles <laughs> and then regrets it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Jay, I'm just don't. Up, I don't know who that don't, is. Don't. Please Hold don't. On, like see. like Evan Fournier said, Alan do Yates. not Google me. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah he looks there strong. we go. So with that, it looks strong. With that in I'm mind. I'm okay with that. <laughs> the jury is still out. We were playing that game earlier in the show. We've got a couple of guys with a New York connection that I think we should add to the, is the jury. You guys. Is the jury out? Composed. Sorry, we're focused. Composed. Tony Cox is such a, wow. Uh, okay. All right, focus. <laughs> so... Is the jury still out on Daniel Jones? I think so, Jay. I think the jury is still out on Daniel Jones. Your team in the New York Giants, the quarterback. Why position. are you doing that voice? What was it? What voice? <laughs> I think so, Jay. I, the, Jay why, why I do you do that? Shaw, I'm the announcer. To, I'm just trying to sound like you. Man, <laughs> sound like me. I can yes, sound like does. me. I'm fine. You definitely gave us a voice. But it's, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 no, seriously, Daniel Jones. They giving him all. They giving him all the toys, and it's that fifth year option year. So you've got to make a decision on your quarterback of the future. So certainly. It's the jury's out on him, 100%. See, I, I'm so with you, Key. And I, I've been taking a next step, a next level for you, Alan. Okay. Uh, if you say Daniel Jones and I say Saquon Barkley. Now, I'm not saying this has anything to do Jury's with his athletic ability. Jury's still out on Saquon Barkley? Wait, what? I, let, let me finish. I'm not saying this has anything to do with his athletic ability. It has everything to do with his availability. Mm. Like, he's dominant on the field, but that injury bug continues to bite him. So, all I'm saying is I'm not saying that the jury's so much out on whether he's good or not, but more so on – is he worth at number two if he can't stay on the field? I'll tell you what. That's the, all I'm saying. The jury, and the jury's out on whether or not he's going to get paid, right? If you're the Giants, this is a big season because this is a big year for him to get that next contract. And you know how it comes with running backs. You don't really want to yeah, that's, that's guarantee you, too much with running backs. I'm, the only thing as we do this, as we go through the rest of these names, is I, we, you can't not acknowledge the case that these guys are in a position to make. Daniel Jones in particular, you're right. Has toys, has pieces around him. So he has to make a case. Right, so, so the jury's not out because he hasn't made a case yet. That's what you're saying. Make the case this year, and then we'll decide whether or not Yeah, and there what's is a around verdict. him? He's in a position okay. seemingly to be successful. The, so, the Giants have tried to strengthen him. With that in mind, the other New York guy, just quickly here, is Sam Darnold. Yes. Now, is, now in, hmm. in Carolina, jury's still out. I, I would say pretty clear. Same, same situation right. as Daniel Jones. Same exactly. situation as... Jameis Winston, they all got pieces around them that they didn't have before. Jameis had pieces in Tampa, but Daniel Jones didn't have a whole lot in New York, and neither did Sam Donald. Sam Donald got Chris McCaffrey back there, man. Top three running back in the league. Yeah. Keyshawn, so, can you please cross-examine the witness, uh, Daniel Jones, on the stand, please? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> can you or can you not make the right play? I'm talking that you got to go into your keyisms, Key. Cross-examine the witness. I think, I think he can. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. I do. 
What are you looking for? It's New York, right? I was right? going to say, what's New okay? York, New, York is looking, New looking... York is looking for yeah. Aaron Rodgers. You're not getting Aaron Rodgers. What you're going to get is a second coming of Eli Manning, and that's nothing wrong with that. He won two damn Super Bowls. Ladies and gentlemen, the question is not whether or not Daniel Jones can throw the football. It is whether he can hold it in his hands. Recess. I'm the judge. We're going we're gonna to take a recess. You we need will. to look like a judge, we though. Are you right hating? <laughs> get out of my don't court. Don't she look Contempt. like a judge? Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Don't, don't she look like a judge? So wrong in so many ways. Get out. I love One of them we, sisters we, up there that be giving people attitude. Now, look. This is my court. Let me go. My name is on yeah, the wall. Yeah, so this is my court. Contempt. We got to go to break. We go four wide. It just gets crazy. This becomes the morning zoo. Where's my bailiff? up, man. Unbelievable. So coming up next, what the Bucks need to do to win game two. That is after Key has this from Goodyear. Goodyear knows when the playoffs heat up, so do the possibilities. The underdogs begin to emerge, and top seeds are solidifying their position. From here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to build up to the perfect moment, but it takes everything to capture it. Goodyear, more driven. I would stay home on Devin Booker. So if Devin Booker is not involved in the pick and roll, like I'm denying him. I'm not letting him catch the ball, first of all. Booker pushed by Holiday. Gets an eight and straight. He's open, he turns, and he knocks it home off the glass. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, game two tonight, NBA Finals. We got coverage beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, of course, ABC with the TV coverage, and Jay Will on NBA Countdown before and after, and of course, halftime as well. And hey, Jay, you know, we've been kind of kicking this around. I mean, obviously, an important game, too, because 89% of the time, if you go up 2 0 in a series, you win the series in the NBA Finals. 89%? So for the Bucs, 89%? Wow. Yeah, it's wow. good analytic. So for the Bucs, this isn't must win, but it's pretty much can't lose, right? So what adjustments is, you know, Mike Budenholzer going to make? How are they going to you know, defend that pick and roll? What changes? Everything like that. A lot of eyes on Mike Budenholzer. And even though he gets this team to the finals, there's still a lot of pressure on him, isn't there? 1,000%. Because it, what have we been talking about the entire playoff series? You know, what adjustments is he going to make? 
And these, you heard Eric Musselman talk about it. These micro adjustments that they make throughout the course of the series speaks volumes about, you know, how they're able to change. Now he did make some adjustments versus Atlanta. Uh, they were playing drop coverage a ton, then they started to switch. Uh, you know, towards the last two games, which they switched forty eight percent of the time, which is a completely different scheme for them defensively. They had barely any turnaround time until they got to game one with Phoenix, and that's why you saw them switch again. I w- I would do this. I would play, I would give them doses of zone, doses of maybe a 3-2 zone where I have Giannis at the top of the zone. When you think about the way the Clippers defended the Suns, they changed it up with zone a ton, and it forced Phoenix to settle for outside shots, and it limited the the overall, I guess, penetration of CP3 or Devin Booker. It made guys like Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder shoot the ball more from the outside, and I think this this team, Milwaukee, has the length. Like, think about their length and size. You got P.J. Tucker, Chris Middleton, Giannis, even Drew Holiday at the top, Brooke Lopez. In order to keep Brooke Lopez in the game, you give them flashes of zone, and then you also give them flashes of man-to-man with Giannis at the five. So you can switch. Hmm. Did Jay just zap out there for a second, but I think he's still with us. But also with us on the Goodyear. All right, good. On the Goodyear hotline is Richard Jefferson, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us right now. All right, RJ, so coaching – adjustments are always something that's discussed, whether it's the finals or whether even just in the playoffs and playoff series. But are, are you looking for something in particular from game one to game two from the Bucks? Play a very clean defense. Like, uh, understanding the Phoenix Suns are a very crafty team. They're a team that's going to get to the free throw line. Chris Paul, he does a great job. The minute you're in the bonus, that's when he starts drawing fouls. That's when he starts, you know, you know, flopping around a little bit. But that's why they're such an efficient team from the free throw line, because when they get there, they make them. Uh, so I, I think it's more of just calming down, getting into your system. If everybody overreacts about game one, do I still think the Phoenix Suns are going to win this series? Yes, but I think this series is far from over. Who's calling you? <laughs> I have no idea. This time in the morning, screaming, like, morning. what is going Good on? Morning. Like spam calls this early? <laughs> that is funny. Um, okay. Somebody's like, hey, I see you on TV. Right. Hey, I bet you I can make him answer. All right, Richard. So, look, so much has been made about uh, what the Bucks need to do defensively. But w- what do you see that they need to do offensively? One of the big things, was the takeaway, was that Drew Holiday wasn't as aggressive as we saw him be in the closeout games of the series versus Atlanta. Well, again, let's start with the defensive end. I think there were things that they did extremely well. And now that I touched my phone, right, because we're doing this, makes it so much fun. There we go. One of the things that they did so well uh, uh, defensively, let's just start with that. They did a great job against Devin Booker. They held Jay Crowder to 0 for 8. They did a a lot of positive things defensively. That's why you don't overreact. The free throw line is where Devin Booker got his rhythm and really got going. But on the offensive end, I think you're just going to need guys to step up. Giannis obviously is still kind of getting his rhythm back, but you got to have the same performances from Clinton, from from Portis. You got to have the same performances uh, from from Middleton and Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. Giannis needs to be an addition. So as they bring him back, you still need other guys to step up, knock down shots to kind of ease that stress on, on Giannis. But ultimately, the Phoenix Suns are constantly putting that pressure on you. They just play like a specific style of basketball. They they don't change. They don't. They don't kind of get out of their rhythm. They just stay locked in. How do you take away Chris Paul if you're the Bucks? <laughs> good luck. That, that's 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 that good good luck, right? But, you know he's having you know such a a locked in season, and and I don't know if there's a way to take away Chris Paul. 
because you, you've seen, okay, well, are we just going to let Chris Paul and Devin Booker get theirs? Well, we've seen what they've done in late in games, in, in second halves, in fourth quarters. We've seen Devin Booker come out and have 40 balls in, in closeout games if you're just going to stay at home with everybody and let Devin Booker. That's the issue. When you get to the finals, that means that every type of defense has been tried and you've answered that call in a spectacular way. So I don't know if there's a way to take away Chris Paul, but they have to make it a little bit more difficult. He's not wearing down in the games. It's not like if we pick up full court and we we pester him, maybe in the fourth quarter, as you saw, kind of like in with Luka uh, in, the, in, in Dallas, he started to wear down a little bit as the game went on. Where Chris Paul, he gets better come these fourth quarters because their team is so well balanced. RJ, you play with a with a with a guy like that and, and Jason Kidd, where it just felt like you guys always had an orchestrator on the floor with you for the Nets. Do, do you feel like that's something that the Bucks are are missing? Like when things get really really tight, like who's that one person that can orchestrate for them? Because everybody can score or they're great defensively, but who's like the cerebral? Let me put you in a position to succeed and make the game easier for you type of player for the Bucks. Now, you know, Jay Will, a lot of people know about our relationship. I don't really often give you compliments, but I did hear you say something, and this is your show, so I'm going to give you the well, respect. Well, well. When, you talked about, <laughs> when you talked about being an extension, uh, having a, an extension of the coach on the floor, right? That's what Chris Paul is for the Suns. And the Bucks. you often look for that. Who is the extension of what Coach Bud wants on that floor? You know what their offense is with Giannis and how they play the spread and they get the shooting. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think Drew Holiday has ever really been that I'm a setup guy. He is a high-level defender that can go get a bucket, that can score, doesn't really have a lot of holes in his offensive game. And so a lot of people look to him to do that. But I think this is a very different style uh, of a team in the way they play. So there isn't that extension. You just have a way that they play and that's where bud has been criticized but they've mm. also had success so i think it's very very difficult to say is there that setup guy it's like no everybody needs to be that setup guy and i'll give you an example when chris paul missed those couple of games it wasn't well who's going to be the extension of coach monty williams when chris paul is out it's we all need to do it we all have to set each other up we all have to make one extra pass and then know that instead of getting 12 shots, you're going to get 14 shots. Instead of getting, you know, 18 shots, if you're Devin Booker, you're going to get 22 shots. So everyone just has to tweak their game and adjust it a little bit. Richard Jefferson, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us on J. Will Zubin and Keyshawn <laughs> this morning. Um, <laughs> It's so petty. Oh, you knew that was so, so petty all the time, man. <laughs> hey, just, Richard. He just couldn't leave it alone. It, so with all that being said, Richard. I respect that. You should have <laughs> seen his face when no, you said it, Richard. I, I just, you know, I like to have fun, RJ, man. That's great having morning, you on the show. That's Sorry. what the morning is all about, baby. <laughs> Sorry we won't have you Love back, it. unfortunately. <laughs> no, I want to ask you real quick. This is before, Key SPN, by the way. I don't know if you knew that either. <laughs> no, I want to ask you something really before you get out of here real quick. Is Coach Bud going to survive if they get bounced out of the finals? Will he be back? That That's a tough one, man, because you sometimes you go different voice. Can we get better coach? Is there someone that might be better equipped? Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I know, uh, you know, if they wouldn't have made it to the finals, uh, especially in this year, I think there was no chance. And, and I think the further they go in the finals, the closer they get, uh, I, I think that puts them in a better position position but look whatever it is bud has proven that he's a very Got good it. coach his job is just to get over that hump and get a championship oh richard All jefferson right, uh, your short stay on the show <laughs> though it'll always be remembered thank you so much I, it, it's been a pleasure oh, thank man. you I can't right. you can't